Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew. Today, Pastor Matthew continues in his sermon series on the first epistle of Peter with this sermon entitled, Feed the Flock of God, preached December 10th, 2017. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to 1 Peter chapter 5, beginning with verse 1. 1 Peter 5, 1-4. Pastor's Translation Therefore I counsel the elders among you as a fellow elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ and a partaker of the glory that will be revealed. Shepherd the flock of God under your care, overseeing them. Not out of compulsion, but because you are willing. Not as a hireling who loves only his wages, but you are eager to do God's will. Not abusing your authority, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that is unfading. Three points. First Peter 5, 1 through 4. Feed the flock of God. Peter the counselor. Elders the counselees. And the chief counselor. Jesus Christ. Saint Peter wrote his first epistle. As apostle of Jesus Christ to the churches of Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia. In this passage, he exhorts the elders of these churches not as apostle, but in great humility as a fellow elder. The word, therefore, in quotation marks, connects this section to chapter 4, 12 through 19, to the teaching on the sufferings of every Christian. Don't be surprised when fiery trial comes upon you, as though something strange were happening to you. It is not strange, it is the norm. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, is about to suffer crucifixion, as Jesus predicted. Therefore, elders of Christ's churches may suffer for their faith in greater degree. But the Holy Spirit rests on them. To comfort, counsel, and empower them to endure hardship to the end. Suffering is an aspect of the work of elders. Second Corinthians 1, 8 and 9. Second Corinthians 4, 8 through 10. Second Corinthians 6, 4 through 10. Second Corinthians 11, 23 through 27. 
2 Corinthians 12, 7 through 10. Suffering, 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 suffering. I have to tell you truth, sir. Jesus told truth. Deny yourself, take up the cross and follow me to death. Peter is not only a fellow elder. He says he is an eyewitness to Christ's sufferings at Gethsemane and at Calvary. And so gives witness to Christ's sufferings which achieved the elect's salvation. So we read Acts chapter 3 verse 15. You killed the author of life. Peter is preaching. But God raised him from the dead. We are witnesses of this. And First Peter 2. 21 through 24. To this you were called because Christ suffered for you. Leaving you an example. That you should follow in his steps. He committed no sin and no deceit was found in his mouth. When they hurled their insults at him, he did not retaliate. When he suffered, he made no threats. Instead, he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds we are healed. First Peter 3.18 For Christ died for our sins. For sins once for all the righteous for the unrighteous. To bring you to God. He was put to death in the body. But made alive by his spirit. First Peter 4.1 Therefore, since Christ suffered in his body, arm yourselves also with the same attitude, because he who has suffered in his body is done with sin. First Peter 4.13 But rejoice that you participate in the sufferings of Christ, so that you may be overjoyed when his glory is revealed. Luke 24.45-47 Then he opened their minds so... They could understand the scriptures. He told them this is what is written. The Christ will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day. And repentance and forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name. To all nations beginning at Jerusalem. Peter also is going to partake of the glory soon to be revealed when Jesus Christ comes again in glory to glorify his people, sir. Matthew 25, 31, when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit on his throne in heavenly glory. And First Peter 5, 4, and when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that will never fade away. Philippians 3, 20 and 21. 
But our citizenship is in heaven, and we eagerly await a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body. Friends, ministry involves suffering now and glory later. Cross, now, then crown. Think about it. Don't just believe in Jesus to make you rich and famous. I said, suffering awaits you, even today, sir. Number two, the counselees. They are the elders. In every church, there will be a plurality of elders with various gifts received from the Holy Spirit. There are teaching elders, preaching elders. There are ruling elders. Each one must minister only with the gift he is given. I said plurality of elders. Acts 14.23, Paul and Barnabas appointed elders for them in each church and with prayer and fasting committed them to the Lord in whom they had put their trust. Titus 1.5, the reason I left you in Crete was that you might straighten out what was left unfinished and appoint elders in every town as I directed you. Ephesians 4, 11 through 13, it was he that is Jesus Christ. Did you say that pastors have no authority? Who appointed the elders, pastors? Jesus Christ, the ascended Christ. It was he who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, some to be pastors and teachers to prepare God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, sir, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. First Timothy 5.17 The elders who direct the affairs of the church well are worthy of double honor, especially those whose work is what, sir? Preaching and teaching. And Titus uh, 1 Listen, 5 through 9, the reason I left you in Crete was that you might straighten out what was left unfinished and appoint elders in every town as I directed you. And now the qualification of elders. An elder must be blameless, the husband of but one wife, a man whose children believe and are not open to the charge of being wild and disobedient. 
Since an overseer is entrusted with God's work, he must be blameless, not overbearing, not quick-tempered, not given to drunkenness, not violent, not pursuing dishonest gain. Rather, he must be hospitable, one who loves what is good, who is self-controlled, upright, holy, disciplined. He must hold firmly to the trustworthy message as it has been taught so that he can encourage others by sound doctrine, not psychology, by sound doctrine and refute those who oppose it. Acts 20:17. from my latest, Paul sent to Ephesus for the elders of the church. Plurality, sir. Acts 20, 28 through 30. Keep watch over yourselves and all the flock of which Holy Spirit has made you overseers. Holy Spirit made you overseers. Jesus Christ gave us gifts to the church, pastors and teachers. 1 Corinthians 12, 28. Listen. And in the church, God has appointed, first of all, apostles, second, prophets, third, teachers, and so on. Who appointed, sir? All three persons of the Trinity appoint elders in God's church. You are a fake believer. When I speak, I speak in the authority of Christ. When a father speaks and mother speaks, he speaks in the authority of Christ. Children, obey your parents, isn't it? When the state speaks, he speaks in the authority of Christ. 1 Peter 4, 11, I preached on it. If anyone speaks, two ministries, if anyone speaks, he should do it as one speaking the very words of God. God uses the elder's mouth to preach the word, words of life. In Romans 12, 6 through 8, we have different gifts according to the grace given us. If a man's gift is prophesying, let him use it in proportion to his faith. If it is teaching, let him teach and so on. In exhorting pastors to their duty, John Calvin points out three vices. Sloth, desire for financial gain, and lust for power. First Peter 5, 2 and 3 speak of the duty of God called gifted and appointed elders. The duty is to care for the flock among you, flock belonging to God, not to us. Flock belonging to God, whom God redeemed by the precious blood of Christ, the flock whom God loves even as he loves his own eternal son. 
They are to take care of them, feed them, protect them, lead them. Go after the wandering sheep to bring them to the fold. Elders are to be pious and learned. They are to feed the sheep with the bread of life, which is the word of God. Let me read to you from 2 Timothy 3.15 through 4, verse 4. And how from infancy you have known the Holy Scriptures. Do you teach your infant one Holy Scriptures, sir? Why, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. So that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. In the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead, and in view of his appearing and his kingdom, I give you this charge. What is the charge? Preach the word. Be prepared in season and out of season. Correct rebuke and courage. With great patience and careful instruction. For the time will come when men will not put up with the sound doctrine instead to suit their own desires. They will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their reaching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. Now let me read to you First Timothy four thirteen through 16. Until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of scripture, to preaching and to teaching. Do not neglect your gift which was given you through a prophetic message when the body of elders laid their hands on you. Be diligent in these matters. Give yourself wholly to them so that everyone may see your progress, not regress. Progress. As you grow older, you get more wise. Not more stupid, more heavy. Be diligent in these matters. Give yourself wholly to them so that everyone may see your progress. This is what my mother told me. Watch your life and doctrine closely. Persevere in them because if you do, you will save both yourself and your hearers. Sir, You are not to kill the sheep to eat them. You are to lay down your life for them as the good shepherd has done. You read it this morning five times. Jesus said, I will lay down my life for them. The hireling doesn't love the sheep. He runs away when the wolf comes. Go home and read the entire chapter of Ezekiel 34. And John's Gospel 10, 1 through 18. Read it. Jesus instructed Peter how to take care of his sheep. 
If you love Jesus with all your heart, soul, mind and strength, you will love his sheep and feed his lambs, take care of his sheep and feed his sheep. John 21:15 through 17. Do you love me more than these? Then you will feed my sheep, take care of my sheep. You will do these things when you live a spirit-filled and word-filled life, fixing your eyes on Jesus, the good shepherd who watches over all his sheep and he watches over all his assistant shepherds he's coming sir to reward them shepherds care for and oversee the flock of Jesus you have no choice but to obey the charge from our Lord. Moses had no choice. Isaiah had no choice. Jeremiah had no choice. Ezekiel had no choice. Hosea had no choice. Amos had no choice. Saint Paul had no choice. And a sinner like me, I had no choice but to obey the command, feed my sheep by the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And so I came all the way to Davis, California, led by the Spirit to preach to you. And we do so willingly. We do so not to get rich in this world. We seek first the kingdom of God. And what about our needs? Let me assure you, God will provide. He said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things will be what, sir? Added unto you. He is Jehovah Jireh, exceeding abundantly above all that you ask or imagine. He provides. And if you have food and clothing, be what, sir? Content, not unhappy, sir. I learned happiness is not bigger house, finer clothes, and more eating. I am not a hireling, sir. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd who owns the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. I have known pastors who got three more dollars and they left the pastorate and then went some places to get three more dollars they are hirelings 
Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. Christ loved us and gave himself for us. And let me read to you 1 Timothy 6, 6 through 8. But godliness with contentment is great gain. But if we have food and clothing, we will be content therewith. Philippians 4.19 says what, sir? And my God will meet all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. Matthew 6.24, no one can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one and love the other or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. Judas stole the offerings. Judas sold Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. Judas hanged himself and died. Friends, God has supplied all our needs. Jesus said, Luke 10, 7, the worker deserves his wages. We work for Jesus. And Jesus provides for all our needs. He's my employer, sir. And he pays wages. We serve the flock of God in humility. We serve them as examples to them. 1 Corinthians 11, 1, follow my example as I follow example of Christ. And if you cannot say that, you cannot be an elder. Philippians 3, 17, join with others in following my example, brothers, and take note of those who live according to the pattern we gave you. You don't cook up your own pattern. Our pattern is Jesus Christ, sir. 1 Timothy 4, 11 and 12, command and teach these things. Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young. But set an example for the believers in speech, in life, in love, in faith, and in purity. Titus 2, 7, in everything set set them an example by doing what is good. In your teaching, show integrity, seriousness, and so on. Ministers have authority given them by Christ, by God the Father, by Christ, and by the Holy Spirit. Ministers have authority given them by Christ, who is given all authority in heaven and on earth. He governs the world by three institutions. First is family. And the symbol of authority in the family is the rod. Go home and read Proverbs 22, 15. The father governs as the prophet, priest, and king under Jesus, who is the prophet, priest, and king. So children obey parents. And father and mother, that is, 
to be disobedient to parents is to be disobedient to Christ the head of the wife is the husband and the head of the husband is Christ and the head of Christ is God the father did you know well in feminism we cannot even say it but we say it sir. we speak the bible and if you are a husband then your job is he rules he provides he protects he disciplines he teaches and so on and so on there is no end to his work and the church and let me read some scriptures what is the symbol of authority in the church sir keys by which i open and lock Ephesians 4:11 it says it was he Christ who gave apostles prophets and so on and 1 Corinthians 12:28 in the church god has appointed and acts 20:28 20, it is holy spirit appointed elders all three persons appoint elders in the church therefore you are to listen to them and do what they say hebrews 13:17 obey your leaders and what sir submit to their authority they keep watch over you as men who must give an account to their boss who is Christ obey them so that their work will be a joy not a burden for that would be of no advantage to you 1320 may the god of peace who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from the dead our lord jesus the great mega shepherd of the sheep idea here is he appointed you the same first peter 5:4 and when the chief shepherd appears who appointed you he will give you a crown of glory that will never fade away then jesus said to them and said All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me therefore go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit teaching them to what sir obey whatsoever things I have commanded you I have no choice sir, other than to tell you to obey whatsoever things Christ has commanded you and my job is to teach it Matthew 16:19 I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven did you say that pastors don't have any authority whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven whatever you lose on earth will be loosed in heaven imagine that First Corinthians 5 4 and 5 when you are assembled in the name of our Lord Jesus and I am with you in spirit and the power of our Lord Jesus is present and this man over to Satan so that his flesh may be destroyed and his spirit may be saved on the day of the Lord and what about the state 
I just want to tell you this. My professor Edmund Clowney, he wrote a book on First Peter, and he says this, the elder has authority to exercise a shepherd's oversight. Christ, the chief shepherd, called him to exercise a shepherd's care. He also said authority is given to the elders of the church, Hebrews 13, 70. And he says again, clearly Peter would have us respect God-given authority and submit to it in the church as in the state. Dr. Doriani says, Peter commands elders to shepherd the flock that is among you, that is under the elders' charge. You think state has any authority? Let me read this to you. John 19, 10 and 11, do you refuse to speak to me? Pilate said, don't you realize I have power either to free you or to crucify you? Jesus answered, you would have no power over me if it were not given to you from above. State has power. In the Greek, permanently given until Christ comes again. Therefore, the one who handed me over to you is guilty of a greater sin. Romans 13, I wrote a book. Romans 13, 1 through 5, everyone must submit himself to the governing authorities, meaning parents, pastors, and the state. Every governing authorities. For there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God, etc., etc., etc. Read it. Autonomy is demon possession, sir. Everybody obeys, either God or the devil. The coming of the Lord Jesus, the chief pastor... All faithful assistant pastors appointed by Christ to serve in his church must give an account to their faithful service to the good shepherd, mega shepherd, chief shepherd, Jesus Christ. He is coming soon. First Thessalonians 4, 16 through 18. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so we'll be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage each other with these words. He is coming again, sir. The great shepherd of the sheep. When the chief pastor, the head of the church comes again, his faithful assistant pastors will receive from him a crown consisting in glory that will not fade. The glory of this world given and received fades away quickly 
They are like leafy crown. Paul speaks in 1 Corinthians 9.25, which reads, everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, will fade away. But we do it to get a crown that will last forever, sir. They are falling blossoms. They are meant for a day. Sick transit gloria mundi. What does that mean, sir? The Latin scholars? Thus passes the glory of the world. But faithful pastors who preach the gospel will receive from the boss of the church, the chief shepherd, unfading Amarantinon, crown of glory. That is a crown of eternal glory. Revelation 4, 10 through 11, the 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever. They lay their golden crowns before the throne and say, you are worthy our Lord and God to receive glory and honor and power for you created all things and by your will they were created have their being. Think about it, sir our future think about it as you are wasting away Paul says in Isaiah 28 5 listen in that day the Lord almighty will be a glorious crown a beautiful wreath for who for the remnant of his people true believers We'll glory in our God, sir. We worship in our God. That is the greatest happiness, eternal life, fellowship with God. Let me read this to you, the future that is waiting for you. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Now the dwelling of God is with men and he will live with them. They will be his people. And God himself will be with them and be their God. And he will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying. For the old order of things has passed away. Friends, in his presence, fullness of joy. And on his right hand, pleasures forevermore. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Everything is going to be all right, sir. Heavenly Father, we pray.
fill everyone with the Holy Spirit. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Grace Valley Christian Center is committed to the unchanging truth of the Holy Scriptures. We have been proclaiming the whole counsel of God since 1974 through our weekly worship services, our website resources, and our publishing ministry. For more information about our church, to find more edifying sermons, or to order books by the Rev. P.G. Matthew, please visit our website at gracevalley.org.